Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is November 5th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, and we're here to review WWE Crown Jewel 2022. We got Denise Salcedo here, fresh off of a live watch-along on her channel that I hopped onto for a little bit, so make sure you guys check that out. You got you got plenty of time throughout this afternoon, guys, but we got Denise here. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing pretty great, man. Honestly, I'm so excited that it's one o'clock and we're getting this pre this post show started because I know that I'm going to have a whole beautiful Saturday evening to myself. Yeah, I like the afternoon stuff uh, an awful lot and we're here to talk about it. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Uh, I know I ask you guys to subscribe and send notif or send uh, super chats, humper chats, and I will be doing that. But ways that you can help us otherwise, leave us a thumbs up, comment on the video, not just in the live chat, but on the actual video. Uh, we have a great person who has been uh, just of his own volition. I, I want to make sure I get it right. It's Pommy Wrestling, P-O-M-I Wrestling on Twitter, who's been like doing timestamps of all of our videos almost in real time as they happen. So if you want to hop around. There's a good uh, spot right there where you all can find it in our comments. But leave a comment. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like in a nice, respectful manner uh, as well. You can also leave us nice reviews on iTunes and all that good stuff, even if you watch here on YouTube. But please subscribe. I would love it if you guys did that. 
We had some great interviews this past week. Peter Avalon, Wardlow, Brett Lauderdale broke a bunch of news. And you know we'll tell you about FightfulSelect.com later. We had the whole rundown over there. That's where you go for exclusive news. But we already got a super chat and humper chat from Simon Renshaw. who says, get well soon, Cher. Indeed, uh, we send our love to our friend Cher Delaware, who had uh, surgery recently. And uh, we wish her a speedy recovery. But get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. You can go to humperchats.com. It allows you to leave the, your question or statement even before we go on the air. Or you can leave them here on uh, YouTube as well. But we kicked off, Denise. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. And this match did not go the way that I thought it was going to go. The person who I thought would win won. But what we saw was Bobby Lashley just dog walk Brock Lesnar, molly whopped him, just hog stomped the poor guy. I, I never thought I was going to say poor Brock Lesnar. But Bobby Lashley beat that ass the whole time. It was a squash match, Denise, but it was a squash match that Brock Lesnar won. We saw the old uh, Piper Bret Hart finish, the Bret Hart Steve Austin finish of kicking off the turnbuckle. Now, I love the way this match went. I love the way it ended. The finish was a little sloppy. And also, I'm not a big fan of that finish still because just let go. Just let go of the hold. Like, that's that's why I don't like that specific finish. I would like just a good, effective pin from a guy who pinned an awful lot of people in his collegiate career, in his amateur career. But I do see the very obvious thing here, Denise. They're setting up for a third match down the line. Bobby Lashley can say, not only did I beat you, I beat your ass the second time. What did you think when you saw this match unfolding? Because this was very like Cena, Lesnar, SummerSlam-ish. Lesnar was getting his ass whipped. The this, shoe was on the other foot. This was interesting, Sean, because when this match first became a thing and it was announced, I originally thought, okay, they're going to have to have, you know, Bobby Lashley win this because, you know, he kind of, you know, I know that he already got the win on, on Brock before, but let's be real. Bobby Lashley could use a win. It means more if Bobby Lashley were to win than Brock Lesnar. So with that being said, I still made my official prediction to be Brock Lesnar getting this win because if Brock Lesnar ain't going to go to Saudi Arabia and freaking lose this match. Like that ain't happening. However, when this match started and the way that it did with uh, Brock Lesnar selling the knee after he got hit with the steel uh, with the steel steps and everything that occurred after that, I thought, well, it's very clear that Bobby Lashley is going to win because I thought that it would have been really bad to have Bobby Lashley lose at the point where he had been pretty much dominating the entire match. I'm like, at this point, you can't have Bobby Lashley lose. You know, look at Brock Lesnar. He's out here, you know, uh, obviously in pain and, you know, selling the leg and this and that. They can't have uh, Bobby Lashley lose this way. So whatever, the match continues on, and I was really into it for the most part. I thought the action was really great. I was definitely torn on the finish as well because I thought it made Bobby Lashley look kind of look kind of dumb, you know? Because you, you could just let go. Just let go, and you could have still gotten this win some other way. But it, I was torn on it because on one side, I do think it makes him look dumb. But on the other side, he it was clear that what he wanted to do was inflict pain, pain on Brock Lesnar. That was the clear thing that he wanted to do because even after this, the match, he continued on. He didn't, um, you know, just 
call it a day and go home right afterwards. No, it continued on afterwards. And yes, it's very clear that they're going with part three of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, which I'm totally cool with. But again, I was torn on the finish and I actually lean more on the side of not liking the finish. I would have prefer I would have preferred for that for Bobby Lashley just to beat Brock Lesnar. Why? Because the story that they started telling before this match already indicated that Bobby Lashley was going to be getting this win. So for me, I thought that he should have just gotten a clean win over Brock Lesnar or something along those lines. And I know that they wanted to go and uh, keep telling the story. I think there could have been a different way for them to go about it for us to still get to that part three Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley match. I, I liked the way that it went. I just didn't like the specific pin that they did because I thought it made Bobby Lash. I don't think it makes Bobby Lashley look bad to get pinned after he's whipped all that ass because to me, good pins defeat good wrestlers. And Brock Lesnar is probably a better wrestler within kayfabe within the amateur ranks than Bobby Lashley was. But I mean, Brock Lesnar knows an awful lot of pins. He spent a good portion of his life learning how to pin people in a, in a shoot scenario. So I, I look at that one, one of the more unrealistic pins that we see. And not only was it, is it sort of like a, a sloppy pin Lashley should have just let go. Like that's, that's why I'm like, damn, I hate it. I always hated it when they would rely on it for, for Shayna, because I know Shayna's background. Shayna's got a catch wrestling background, which is completely predicated on don't get pinned. Don't submit. Uh, but I loved, I loved the squash aspect of it. Because after all the years of, we want Lashley and Lesnar, we want Lashley and Lesnar. You know, there were a lot of people that were like, okay, well, it's just going to serve to to have Brock Lesnar beat him. But Lashley has won and he's kicked his ass an awful lot. So I, I think that it's been pretty smart how they developed this. And I'm excited to see more of a sprint type of match. And with this on the show, with Omos and Braun on the show, and with uh, the main event, I was like, okay, there are going to be some smoke and mirrors pulled on this show. The typical smoke and mirrors that I was used to didn't happen in those other other matches. They they were pretty straightforward in what they were. And this, uh, I'm excited to see them run it back. It's just, I think the pin could have been better, but I like the booking of it an awful lot. Reminder, guys, get those super chats. Get those humper chats in. Backstage, we see Alexa Bliss and Asuka interview. And Alexa Bliss is, inter is interrupted by a Bray Wyatt graphic. Now, this is one of the first things we've seen with Alexa Bliss flat-out referenced. Honestly, if you're going to lean people into the Bray Wyatt thing, I kind of would dig to see Asuka as a part of it, too. For those of you who uh, didn't see like the kind of thing that she did before, uh, she could most certainly fit in that role as I as I pull it up right now but like we've seen alexa bliss do this like we we've seen it before and michael cole referenced their history together but like you, you mean to tell me oscar can't pull that off too i think it could work and what? it would really it would really i think be refreshing too because that was part of the reason why i liked them as tag team champions because i didn't really feel like they had uh really much going on 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 the show there really wasn't yeah. anything for them there like there was no real story uh or like real purpose for them uh, on Raw, which is why I like them as champions. So if they were going to do something where they all not only uh, have Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt, but also Asuka, I think it would really be something different. Really something different, something refreshing. I wouldn't hate it. 
Then we get the tag team title match, and we see Damage Control defeating Alexa and Asuka just five days after they won it. This is something that I speculated would happen on Monday. And people said, well, why would they do that? Why would they do that? I'll tell you why they do that. Well, one, they've got way more titles than they've ever had before, by far. You could argue too many. Although with with UK going away, that, that has sort of rectified itself. Denise, when CM Punk won that WWE title and held it for over a year, like a big deal was made of that. In the decade prior, all we saw was Trish hold a title for over a year, and she was hurt through most of that time. Or not most of it, but a significant portion. And John Cena hold the title for over a year. How could you not? In the 90s, I don't... I don't think there was anybody who had Diesel and like maybe Randy Savage and a couple of them right like right around there that almost hit the one year mark. Gilbert because he wasn't on TV, but since CM Punk, off like off the top of my head, I can think of a dozen year plus title reigns. It's become common now. It happens all the time. Mandy Rose just passed a year. You've got uh, the Usos at uh, well over a year. Roman Reigns two hundred days. So I'm okay with them hot potatoing the titles in situations like this. And you and I covered that show on Monday. If they didn't have a title change at the end of that show, boy, I would have been talking about how even more boring that show was because it, it, it was real boring. So I'm okay with them being like, all right, let's get a title switch here, make something happen, whether it be superficial or not. I'm okay with the idea of hot potatoing titles if like it makes sense, it doesn't hurt anybody, and I don't think it hurt anybody in this situation. Uh, but uh, how did you feel about the the decision and the match? Okay, so I'm a little bit on the opposite side of you. Uh, you know, I love long title reigns. I don't hate them, even if they are common. I don't hate mm-hmm. them. I prefer them actually. I don't mind hot potatoing belts, but I don't want it to be with like within five days or one day or on the oh, same cool show. I I don't really like that, and I also. Part of me, because I wasn't expecting that title change on Monday, and I get that, you know, it really was the only thing that gave us something to talk about on Monday's show. But with that being said, did it really need to happen? Not really. They could have still lost. I don't think so. I think they could have still lost the exact same way that they did today and have, you know, continue on whatever they want to do. But I personally kind of felt bummed out because I wanted to actually see what an Oscar Alexa Bliss title reign would look like. And so to me, I kind of felt a little bit robbed of that, which is why I really didn't care for them losing the titles today. I just thought they just won the titles. Let them at least have it for like a month or something. Sean says, who do you think is being damage control for the titles now? Is it going to be Sasha and Naomi? So a lot was made of the fact that Sasha and Naomi were in the intro today. I asked WWE, uh, and they said there's no news to report on that change. It also did not have the Ric Flair woo. There was one person that I heard from that said, I think maybe we just used an old intro on accident or something like that. I am going to work to find out more, but we did have that news on FightfulSelect.com. We got people asking about it, so I figured that I would I would mention that. Uh, Nikki Cross ends up costing Asuka and Alexa Bliss uh, these titles. I thought the match was good. The, the crowd, the Saudi Arabia crowd was chanting, holy shit, for a Tower of Doom spot. Denise, I, I, I love it. I do love that. Like there, there's that so wasn't much even my th- favorite chant of the night. There was one that I can't wait to talk about. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Shane Haas says, including refs, good to see how much t- female talent was featured. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I thought there was a really good use of a female ref uh, a little later on on that show. 
But uh, as far as this, I like the tag team titles kind of switching back and forth. I'm okay. Like, I think Asuka has now held the tag titles with three different teammates, which is kind of impressive uh, because I think she did it with maybe Charlotte, with uh, Kyrie, and now Alexa. And for some reason, I thought they had already held those titles before, but they hadn't. But yeah, I'm okay with it because they've got so many damn titles that you can do that. And we're in the middle of, one, a world champion that is not on the show on Raw. Tag team champions that are almost never on the show on Raw. So I think you have to have some of that. So I'm cool, especially with the tag team champions uh, being featured a little bit more and i would like to see that on raw a little bit more i would like to see a minimum of at least two to three weeks where the title is actually kept with one person for at least a minimum of that because the because the tag team titles have been hot potato this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C for a very long time now you know i mean obviously ever since they uh restarted this thing after sasha naomi uh had to be stripped of the titles but still you know like i i'm not too big of a fan of that i at least want to see more than five days of a rain nerd guru says with the war games being confirmed five on five that's got to mean something huge for the women's side let's assume dc nikki and uh one more uh versus bianca 
and friends and two more. Who do you have where? Becky, Sasha, Naomi, Mia, Tegan, Candace, heel turn. Okay, listen. So uh, FightfulSelect.com, subscribe. Best $5 in the business right there. But um, we have reported over the past week or so that Tegan Knox and Mia Yim both have interest from WWE. I think they're great. I, I think either one of them would be a great addition, especially Tegan as it pertains to Dakota. That would be kind of uh, poetic there in a War Games match. But I think that if you are building up like a mystery partner or a person in this, it's got to be Sasha or Naomi or Charlotte or Becky. It's got to be one of those four or maybe a combination of those four. Or you just go ahead and announce all the opponents. Because they have to announce the opponents. Because if not, if they don't, because if they announce any sort of mystery purple coming in and it's not Sasha and Naomi, no matter who else it is, I think even if it's Becky or if it's Charlotte, people are not going to react the way that you're going to want them to react. Uh, exactly. Mr. CJ Lilly says, hey guys, this hurts. Alexa and Asuka so much. All her momentum is gone. Can't do Bray now because Alexa hasn't got the tag team title. She can't cross brand. I'm not interested in Nikki beating Alexa, who was great tonight. She can't be happy. Okay, so I'll break this down one by one. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly, I know you're a big Alexa fan. I don't think her momentum is gone. I think that just flashing that graphic behind her added plenty of momentum as well. A lot of people were talking about her. Um, ultimately, the alternative was they just come back, they don't win the tag titles at all, and they lose this match. Like, that was going to be the alternative. But in the meantime, they did get a tag team title run. As far as she can't cross brands, come on. They don't give a shit about that. <laughs> I, they don't care about that brand split. To the point to where I used to go off about it all the time because it drove me nuts. Now I'm just like, I, I can't. Like Now you don't even mention it. You're just like, no. I, I wish I could. I wish there was reason for me to bitch about it. But once once the draft rolls around, if it still happens after the draft, whenever that may be, I've got no information on that. If it happens after that, I'll be like, well, what the hell was the point of that draft? It was just to get, what, an extra 300,000, 400,000 viewers? Good job. Good job. But for now, I don't care. Um, Alexa, I'm sure, I mean, she was at home for a while, basically telling them, call me when you got something. And she was back home again for about a month, Denise, so... She's back on TV. She's having good matches. She's in, involved in top storylines on Raw. Sean, what did you think of, uh, what's your theory, rather, of Sasha Banks' announcement that she made yesterday on her Instagram story? Do you think it's going to be something wrestling-related? Because I don't. I think she's brilliant. I think she is so smart. Because <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. Because, like, for example, when we're covering that, we have to be very sensitive how we cover it, Right. And Jeremy goes, oh, well, I don't want to misrepresent her. And I, I go, come on. She knows exactly what she's doing. She effectively made clickbait in video form. That's what she did. And it's very smart and more power to her for doing it because she created her own buzz. And the smart ones do that because she knows that we're all wondering. She knows because I'm reaching out to everybody at any given time. She knows because she's got Twitter and she sees her fans all the time. She sees the social media comments. She bet you she knows she was in that intro, whether she watched this show or not. She is very smart. She knows exactly what she's doing. I'm saying it's 50-50. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's going to be like something movie, TV, or music related. P possibly. Possibly. I saw, Who knows? I saw our friend uh, Taryn on Twitter saying, Naomi and Sasha backstage at the JCPenney fashion show, hearing that they're back in the intro. 
I was like, very clever, very <laughs> clever. Oh man. I thought that was uh, uh brilliant from her. Emily Duda says, do you think the Saudi Arabia authorities asked for a title change and WWE did this top potato to satisfy them, but keep the titles on DC long-term. So Emily, I think that's a very good question. I th- and this is not me reporting anything. Um, this is me like on a hunch, but I would believe that they probably did it as like a double-sided thing, Denise, as well, we can do a title change on Raw and the audience in Saudi Arabia will be like, oh, cool, a title change type of thing. I think it's well, how much place. input does the, do the Saudis have in the show in terms of like what they want to see? Like, is it just, you know, random things that they may want to see? Or do you think that they have more creative input than we might imagine? I don't think I don't they have. Like they do. I don't think they have any creative input whatsoever. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't feel like they do. But I mean, I know that in the past they had asked for certain people that weren't well, even alive yet, that weren't yeah, even alive asked, anymore. They asked for freaking Yokozuna at one point. Like, uh, I think it was Brian Myers Hawkins that that uh, confirmed that to me. I'm sitting there like Falaba was probably an impact. Like, y'all better sign me to a long term right, deal right, right now because I will go cosplay as Yokozuna in a heartbeat. I even mentioned that to him. I was like, buddy, you should have hit them up immediately right? and just say, son of Yokozuna, do it. But uh, yeah, they, they have wanted an awful lot of uh, people that they couldn't realistically get. Hey, by the way, guys, uh, do not spam the chat. And by that, I mean, do not uh, post the same thing in the chat repeatedly. If you do, you will get immediately banned. There is no warning for that. So sorry. Damn, Sean coming out here yelling at the people. <laughs> yeah, I'm not not dealing with that. Not dealing with people saying <laughs> yeah, who know. won the match six times in a row. I'm sorry, that ain't gonna. But work who for me. won the match though? Well, stay tuned and you'll <laughs> find out. We got Carrying uh, Cross against Drew McIntyre, and um, about halfway through this match, I I really liked it. I was happy with it. I thought it was a slower, more methodical pace, and I thought, you know what? That's fine. That's good. You probably need that on a show like this because on a show like this, you want to wow that audience. You want to do something special. You want to make sure that these people in attendance remember something. But also, you can't have every match be exactly the same. And we got a more plotting style, which Mike and Cole, Michael Cole even brought up on commentary. But I absolutely hated the psychology of this match all around by that at the halfway point, when he mentioned, this is a more slow plotting match. I go, eh, that's fine. I'm all right. But then the, the psychology just went out the window and there were a few things. The baby face drew McIntyre made to look so dumb. They are in a cage. Why are they in a cage? Denise, because drew McIntyre is sick of all the shit. He's sick of solo Sokoa and he's sick of Scarlet and he's sick of everybody. Because he couldn't be beaten for like nine months before this. Couldn't be beaten for months and months and months. So you put him in a cage. I got you. No problem. So Scarlet starts to scale the cage and he's like, huh? What? Why do you care, bro? Run into the cage. Punch her little fingers or something. I don't know. She ain't hard to knock off of there. I used to do it with Super Mario all the time in Mario World. This ain't difficult, buddy. Then. You got Karrion Cross hitting his finish on Drew McIntyre. Did he pin? Nope. Did he walk through that cage door, which is still inexplicably there? 
Get rid of the cage door as a finish. It's dumb. It is a crutch. It's stupid. I hate the only time I've ever liked it was Bret Hart, Owen Hart. And that's because they made it a story. But instead, what we got to watch, Denise, is them crawl, 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 crawl. That is a trope in wrestling that I loathe. I thought the last NXT ladder match did an incredible job killing a lot of the, I'm going to climb slow because people were running up that thing. Why are you crawling, crawling, crawling? Didn't like that. And instead of walking through the cage door, pinning Drew McIntyre, he goes to climb over the top. How does that make any sense? I didn't like this at all. And then they start racing to the end. They start oh, racing to the ground. I, I, it was so tough for me to get back into this after that. And I love, I've said this so many times lately. I love the, the parts of the equation. I don't like the sum of the equation. I really enjoy Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, Scarlet, Drew McIntyre. I do not like this, this specific match that they had. It was, it was not for me just because all the, all the psychology, like the, the lack of it. And so much of it could be cured by just saying you've got to escape the cage or you can't go through the door. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I really didn't care for this story or this feud going into this match. I did don't even, I wanted, I was bummed out that at the end, I realized that this feud between Cross and Drew McIntyre is not over and we're going to get more between them because I haven't really been digging this story whatsoever. And I like both guys, obviously, but the only things I have really liked about this feud, the only things was really the attack that Drew McIntyre uh, did, the, the whole attack that they had on the back with the part with the cars and everything. That was fine. I like that. Um, the strap match. Here's for me what the issue was. So when they did the strap match, a strap match brings in a level of uh, violence that you have to ensue during a strap match, right? So to go from a strap match to a steel cage match, I really wanted to see... Um, them really, really use the steel cage as a way to inflict pain on the other person because you're coming off of a strap match. So if you could, for example, when you have a fight with a guy in a strap match, it tells you that all that you went through during that match to try to bring that guy down didn't work, which means that now in the steel cage match, you got to work a lot harder because now you've been in the ring with this guy. You know what kind of pain he can take. So you got to amplify it a lot more. And I don't think we got that in the steel cage match. So to me, you should be leveling up. And I didn't feel like this story leveled up at all. Um, I think that Drew McIntyre at this point, uh, Scarlett has been the main focal point in terms of why he's been losing all of these matches. Uh, she's fireballed him. She's low blowed him. She sprayed him today. Uh, at this point, he should be like, you know what? Get her out. Like, she shouldn't be here. Or he should maybe be a little bit more aware of Scarlett and whatever trick she's going to do. Um, the ending, I hated the ending. It was super, like, it came across as super, like, childish in terms of you got both guys racing to the end i think what could have been something that looked cool instead came across as a little like you know cheesy right so um personally i thought this match was kind of boring and i wasn't a fan of it we reported on fightfulselect.com that uh drew mcintyre is headed to india after this he's doing some filming for something sony related uh, i would imagine tv partner related but we have a full rundown of we had the, the match order before the show on fightful select 
We have all the producers listed. We had some spoiler notes on how long some of the matches would go. We have uh, a bunch of backstage news from Crown Jewel. So uh, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It is only $5. And like I mentioned this week, we had uh, news on Tegan Knox on Mia Yim. I've dropped a random scoop from 2019 that I've like just figured out about. I was having, I was talking with somebody about Cross and Scarlet, and they're like, hey, did you ever hear what Scarlet was originally supposed to do in NXT? And I said, well, by God, I'm going to verify that and run it. And we did on FightfulSelect.com. Rob Wilkins is doing uh, predictions preview shows right before uh, all the pay-per-views on FightfulSelect.com, in addition to tons of other podcasts. But at least two exclusive news items a day on Fightful Select. We're now doing like uh, news and notes where we kind of collect a lot of things. Uh, lots of cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, check it out. FightfulSelect.com. And whether you're in Saudi Arabia or India or here in Lexington, Kentucky, or I don't know, Los Angeles, you can subscribe to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. 70% off your plan, four additional months free and a 30-day money-back guarantee. You might say, well, what does that do, Sean? It allows you to change your virtual location with just one click. That allows you to subscribe to services that aren't available in your location. So here you can subscribe to AEW+. Plus. Watch AEW Dynamite without commercials. You can get the old WWE Network back if you miss that interface. You can also subscribe to overseas services that uh, host UFC pay-per-views, and you'll uh, spend a lot less than what you're spending here in the States. Just change your virtual location. It works on all your devices. It helps block those unwanted uh, trackers, those unwanted pop-up ads, malware, all that good stuff. It is such an all-in-one tool to use to help make your browsing experience much better. Look, you'll have a smile on your face just like Denise's. Look how happy she is. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And if for some reason you don't like it, you can get your money back within 30 days. It's great on that unsecured Wi-Fi, whether you're uh, at the airport, at McDonald's or something. You don't want Ronald McDonald hacking your stuff. You don't want that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Reminder, guys, get in your Super Chats and Humper Chats. Ryan Martin says, if you had to guess a six-month commitment from Sasha, is it that she's hinting at her release or granted, or do you think she's running from WWE? Because there's been clips posted of her training in the ring. Um, I think she's just promoting. I think she's just cr cricking up buzz. But as Fightful Select reported months ago, I know that WrestleCade contacted her management and were trying to book her and they had agreed on a price. Then they're like, oh, wait, this is for a wrestling thing? Well, we can't do it until January 1st at least. So I don't know what that can tell us. Um, I can only assume. Wait, the WrestleCade wasn't a dead giveaway? You know, right? That's what I thought. Maybe something's <laughs> lost in translation there, but you would think. But that's what I was told. Um, I think it's very smart of her to just do this and make us wonder. And then when she announces it, good, bad, or indifferent, people will be talking about it. As far as what I think it is, I'm 50-50 on it. I am so 50-50 on it. I think it's more on the pop culture side. I think, uh, she's I think she's seen a lot of uh, doors open up. And think of all these events that she's been to. You don't think she's networking, meeting people. I mean, her cousin Snoop Dogg has like literally every single hookup that you can think of. I, I mean, mean her, I just. 
Yeah. Her management's just great in general. Like the, that have gotten her with all the stuff she's done. Like she's got really good representation. Judgment Day defeated the OC. Michael Cole mentioned Bullet Club by name and the history. He's like, Finn Balor helped. He was the first leader of the Bullet Club, which technically isn't true. They say that there was no leader of the Bullet Club among the original founders. That was like the whole thing. When somebody got a little too big for their britches, they'd get kicked the hell out because no one person was bigger than the group. That has changed since then. But also, they've mentioned uh, Anderson being the never open weight champion on commentary. Pretty wild. I did not expect to hear that, but Judgment Day ends up picking up the win. KE775 says, who does the OC recruit to battle Rhea? Beth, Mia, Tegan, Piper, Niven, or someone else? I mean, I would like uh, to see Mia Yim. Yeah, um, Beth makes an awful lot of sense, but that's contingent on Edge, I think. But, I mean, the Beth-Rhea match has to happen. It does. It definitely has to happen. But I I would like to see somebody, you know, that we haven't really seen got in a fair shot. And obviously, if it is Mia Yim, I think that would be a great shout for her, a great opportunity for her. But obviously, we do want to see Beth and Rhea at some point. We've got a super chat that says, or from Ashton that says, any news on Jonah coming to WWE? Uh, you know what? I will ask around about that, and I, I will have something on FightfulSelect.com this week. I actually thought he was going to be one of the first people that was brought back. Like, sure. I'm stunned that he hasn't been brought back yet. But at the same time, I'm not. Because you got to understand, like, the freedom that there is. That wrestlers are seeing the freedom that they have. Once you get a taste of it, of pretty much getting able to go anywhere and actually making decent money. Like, that's he, nice. It's he's a nice out there game. pinning. He's out there beating Okada in New Japan. So, obviously, they have some plans for him. We have Ryan Martins that says, it's absolutely wild to hear uh, Cole reference Bullet Club and New Japan acknowledging Anderson as the never open weight championship. Do you think that hints at some kind of relationship? I think it hints at them having a better relationship than they did two months ago, two or three months ago. I was told that New Japan was made aware of the Anderson and Gallows signings in late August. That's how far ahead this was done. And that the plan was put in in effect to make it work. And that New Japan is still under the impression that Carl Anderson is going to work dates, as reported by FightfulSelect.com. Uh, so stay on the lookout for that. Uh, Rhea's hair was incredible. I kind of want her to keep it like that for a bit. I really It makes her like really look very unique. Very yeah, unique. Yeah, she looked like she popped out of a movie. That was incredible. Yeah. Sean says, when does the women or woman that OC recruited show up? So they've stepped off the gas pedal with that a little bit because AJ was like, I thought you had somebody. Who could we find? And they kind of looked at Kathy Kelly and they were like, no, no, no. If they don't really have somebody, Gallows needs to say that on Raw. He needs to be like, no, I was just saying stuff to be saying it. So... Yeah. The match itself, though, I didn't think was great by any means. It was it a little was, boring. It was all right. Um, I And I would have liked to see the OC get the win. I was a little bummed out seeing the Judgment Day get the win. This is one of those that I feel like if they did on Raw, it would have been like a banger. But put right in the middle of this show, I was like, ah, okay. Uh, and again, this is another one where I love all of the parts of this equation, except for Dominic. Dominic's not good. <laughs> Um, but Bro, I thought you were Dominic's number one fan. No, I love the heat. Time? 
I love that he gets the heat. I think that's really, really great. But um, yeah, they could get Bullet Club member Brandy Rhodes to help them out. Can you imagine? It'd be great. It'd be great. Uh, Braun Strowman defeated Omos. This is fine. It was what it was. Omos whipped that ass. This was a slow-paced match, and Braun Strowman hit a power slam. This is going to go crazy on their socials. You and I talked about this on your uh, on your stream. But I honestly, I felt like, one, it probably should have been a powerbomb that beat him. Because if, if Omos can't help Braun enough to hit a powerbomb, what the hell are you doing there? Like, the power slam's fine, but the powerbomb has been Braun Strowman's move. So if... If Omos can't tuck a little bit, maybe hold onto the wrists or something, it we saw Kevin Nash powerbomb the giant. So I think that Braun Strowman, who I think probably physically built stronger than Kevin Nash, I think we could have saw it. I was a little disappointed that we didn't. It was like a fine finish, but it didn't have the wow factor that personally I didn't feel like floored by it. You know, I, I was I would have been a little bit more like, oh, wow, that looks so cool. I didn't really have that reaction to it. Uh, this match was a lot better, though, than I expected it to be. Um, there was a part, though, where uh, Braun Strowman tried to, like, get Omaz out of the ring and he couldn't. He kind of struggled a little bit there. I don't know. If, I don't know what went wrong there, but that was very noticeable. Something that stood out to me. My favorite moment in this entire match was actually when Braun Strowman was like full on like running full on speed and I guess he was like gonna try and like spear or do something to Amaz but instead Amaz just comes out of nowhere and just freaking uh like literally just crashes into him like a wall I thought that was impressive that was probably the most wow moment that I had throughout this match I do think they it could have been a little bit more um I'm not even going to say it could have been a little bit better because I'll take what I'll take it for what it was. Cause I think it could have been really bad. So I'll take this for what it was. So uh, one of the things that I liked that they did in this match, that was really smart. They had Daphne referee this match. They had their smallest ref in there with two of their biggest wrestlers. I thought that that was just brilliant from a, a presentation side of things. I thought that was really good. Also really good. The Usos defeated the Brawling Brutes. Like these tag team title matches have just been absolute slappers. Just insane. Just unreal. And they're killing it again. I love this. You had, I think it was Jey Uso that had his, his hand ta or taped up, covered up or something like that. And Michael Cole said that he believes that he's got a broken wrist. He's getting an MRI on Monday. But this was an absolute slapper, Denise. And what we saw last night on SmackDown was New Day. And they, they kind of forecast that they that Usos were going to win. We knew Usos were going to win. But they're saying, we're going to do everything that we can to not let you break our record. I love that it's important to New Day. And I didn't really get to talk about it much last night. But Usos are really establishing themselves in this run. And ending this match with that top rope 3D. Holy crap. I thought this was just unreal good. This is why I want the tag team titles on Raw more often. I want matches like this. I want feuds like this. The, the Brawling Brutes have gotten over as a result of stuff like this. And I thought all of them just killed it. 
This match I knew was going to be good. I knew going into it that this was probably going to be one of the best matches of the night. I thought it was perfectly good. Like, it wasn't to the level, obviously, of what Bianca and Bailey ended up being. But this was definitely up there with one of the best matches of the night, period. Uh, what can I say, man? I really enjoyed it. I, I freaking just want to shout out Pete Dunn because I just think he is literally the... He's the freaking best, man. I thought he did a hell of a job in this match. And, okay, so there was something that somebody on my chat mentioned. And, Sean, you probably remember this because I have a terrible memory. But, and I kind of remember this, but wasn't... Okay, so they said it was after day one where the New Day apparently said that they weren't going... There was a whole thing where they weren't going to face the Usos if they were champions. Do you remember that? I would have to look back at that. Yeah, so technically there was like this whole thing where they weren't supposed to face them if they were champions if they lost. So, yeah, I should probably look back at that. Um, but And I forgot about that. Someone brought it up and I was like, oh, shit, completely forgot about that. Because yeah, that was right. like, what, a year ago or something? I couldn't remember that whatsoever. Yeah, me either. So that's why it kind of got me thinking like, oh, should that be see. something we care about or not? I'm, I'm looking at WWE day one right now. Like, I feel like I remember this happening. Like, I feel like I remember hey, if, this happening. If somebody can send me a link, I can't remember back that far. That was 10 months ago. I can't remember that. I know. But listen, I agree with Dream Ninja. Jay is going to be ruled out due to injury. Sammy's going to take his place to break the New Day record, and Jay is going to boil over and cement Sammy Uso. It's so good. Yes, and there's a perfect excuse for that, Denise. The New Day can be like they can't have somebody replace him and they can say, wait a second. There were three of you guys holding the tag team titles that during that record, why can't we pick somebody to freebird the titles with as well? So I think dream ninja is absolutely right. And if that isn't, if that isn't going to happen, it absolutely should happen. That was, that's, that's brilliant. That's really, really good. Hey, Sammy's an honorary. Oos now. Remember he's Sammy. Uso. That's right. Van Twinblade says Swade, that prick, and Moses, formerly known as Technical Difficulties, were on SmackDown during the MVP segment. Shout out to my guys. Yeah, shout out to them. Probably worked Glory Pro. Anyway, Usos get the win. Really dug this match. Absolutely loved it. And I absolutely love Bianca Belair defeating Bailey. They have really good chemistry, and there were some dicey spots that made me be like, I hope. Bailey's not out for a long time. First off, golf cart spots are just snake bitten in WWE. They're just snake bitten. Bailey drove that thing about three miles an hour at Bianca, and she had to do the old ole out of the way of it. But when Bianca had Bailey on the top, Denise, she freaking went for it. I know. I thought that she was going to drive full speed into the ring and just send. Me too, like she sent her flying, but I was like, that's probably not a good idea. I don't it's know not if that's good or not. No, you know what I thought at one point? You know when she put her in the trunk on the stage? Bro, I thought Bailey was just going to push her off the freaking tr- with the with Bianca inside the trunk. Yes, uh, the trunk spot was fun. Uh, man, she, Bianca really walloped Bailey with that thing. But another another golf cart spot that didn't work out was the, I think it was like the suplex throw because Bailey missed the table completely. They ended up doing a powerbomb spot there. Uh, no, she Dom- like slid off because I thought she I thought she missed the table completely too, but she slid off because you can see the crease on the table. Yeah, so the, it was, um, but it looked, it looked, it looked painful. Yeah, the angle wasn't good for that to work no. out. <laughs> 
this was a blast. Like women's last man standing matches. Becky and Charlotte is one of my favorite matches in WWE history. Women, uh, last last woman standing. This one was killer too. And honestly, the result wasn't in doubt for me. I knew Bianca was going to win. I loved how they did it. The chair spots, the, the ladder spots as well. They work so good with each other. And this is what you need to do sometimes, Denise. You need to go into the well of matches that haven't been done to death with women in moments that haven't been done to death with women and create these moments. And that's what they did right here. I, I can't really say anything bad about this besides that Bailey needs to step on the gas pedal literally a little bit more. Okay, when Bailey was coming at her with the with the golf cart, I thought, oh, maybe maybe Bianca is going to like run up through the top or something. I thought okay, she's going to do something really cool right now. But when she went through the side, I kind of thought, oh, that's a little bit lame, but whatever, right? Um, but I loved. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to say that even though we have seen Bailey and Bianca in so many different types of matches, this match here stood out in terms of they did something different. They did a lot of different stuff here, and it got really creative. And there was just a lot of – God, there's so much I want to say. There's a lot of – I don't know if this was done on purpose, but I – Think someone, I think like they recently, didn't they just recently allow women to drive in Saudi Arabia like not too long ago? Like this was just like literally just a thing. So the fact that you had the match of the night being, I'm, I'm sorry, this was match of the night. I don't care what anybody else says. This was match of the night. You had match of the night being the women on any other show, great, phenomenal. But on a show in Saudi Arabia, there's like a little extra from like, you feel a little extra, like, you know, proud, yeah. right? On top of that, you, they were showing like Bianca and Bailey, like coming out and driving this golf cart. I don't know if that was done on purpose or if it has any special meaning. I don't know. Maybe it was just a little extra something because the show took place in Saudi Arabia. I don't know. But, um, this was great, man. Where do I begin? The the uh, uh, Bianca and Bailey on top of the golf cart, and Bailey, no, and Bianca just like literally going to town on her, driving down the ramp with Bailey on the top. That was freaking gold. Uh, even that spot on the table, it was even though it didn't come across the way that they wanted it to, it looked pretty sick, especially because I think, and I I don't recall them showing a repeat of it right away, but she also used her braid a little bit in the execution of the move it was interesting and when bianca's hair at one point got stuck inside the trunk oh man i was so nervous for her during that spot too i loved the finish with her uh trapping bailey because at one point i wasn't really sure there's times where they do these and you're like oh this person could easily get out of this spot but this one i thought that they did a really good job of tr of making it look like bailey could not get out at you know she was kind of yes. halfway out but she couldn't get the last bit out in time so i thought they made that look very believable in a part where they where it could have not been believable. Also, they were very creative even early on in the match where they had uh, Bailey with the uh, trapping Bianca with the steel steps uh, uh, alongside the ring. I thought that was really good too. There was just a lot of creativity and a lot of thought put into this match that I really appreciated. And what can I say? Bianca's doing the best work of her career. Like, this, saw, is, this is momentous. I saw somebody say, oh, why'd she take the easy way out? She's a baby face. I'm like, no, she took the smart way out. Like, that's what baby faces do. They are smart. You want to cheer for a smart baby face. I loved everything about this. 
Or Kay. even the spot where, oh, even when uh, Bianca went straight into the freaking pile of the, what yes. she did with the 630 or something, she went right into the freaking chairs. That was brutal. The Just incredible chemistry there. Bianca, Bianca is her. Like, she is such a top star. Um, they they have just nailed it with her. KE775 says, after War Games, who do you think next is next for Bianca? I think it's going to be part of who returns at war games or a returning name. I think right now we, we are in a holding pattern with the war games thing with that women's title until after that. But I think it'd be like Charlotte or somebody like that. I think Charlotte would be great. Don says six hours of watching Denise SRS is becoming step host. Two best matches. One was Bailey Bianca second Roman versus Logan. All both of them were just incredible. They were both incredible. Guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. I would greatly appreciate it. It uh, helps us out immensely. And it gets your question or statement read on the air. And you know you want that. Zach Schimmel is a 17-month Twitch sub and dropped a message. Said, another month supporting the best content out there. Keep being awesome, fightful. Well, you know what? By golly, we appreciate you. And Denise, by golly, we appreciate you. By golly, by golly, what did you say? Whopper, something, Molly Whopped, Bird, Molly Whopping, Molly Whopped. I can't, Sean, you're, you're, you're the words that you use are not hog stomped. You know what that means? It means getting your dick stomped on, Denise. That's what hog stomped means. Yeah. If, if you had never heard that in my entire life, it's because you don't have a penis, Denise. You just have a hypothetical. I'm also not from Kentucky. So, so. Like, I've never, never mind. I don't know any of these words. Never what? I never heard any of these words. Nobody uses them here. Well, you know what you should hear about, Denise? What? Our great sponsor at Harry's Razors. Right now, you get a starter set for only $3 at harrys.com slash Fightful. Truly love these guys. You know, we, we just had back to school, wedding season, holiday prep, all that. You're cutting it close this season as you go from one thing to another with their incredibly sharp razors and refills that arrive in the nick of time. Harry's is the official sponsor of cutting it close. Harry's.com slash Fightful. You can get a starter set for just $3. You'll get a free travel size body wash that includes a five blade razor, a weighted handle that helps for a more accurate close shave, Foaming shave gel and a travel cover, a $16 value for just $3. When time is a commodity, you do not need a five-step shaving routine. Get in, get out, get done. And people who try harrys.com slash Fightful say their eighth shave is as sharp as their first. And they're still offering that no-risk trial. If you don't like your shave, don't worry. It's on them. They have the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. Go to harrys.com slash Fightful. Get your starter set today. Get those free gifts that come along with it. Those sleek ergonomic weighted handles help so much, and they look great in your bathroom too. harrys.com slash Fightful. I see a lot of people uh, mentioning this, and it's something else that we had reported on FightfulSelect.com today. There were no plans to have Seth Rollins do an open challenge. Nobody reputable reported that. In fact, we had put that on our notes uh, earlier, or I think I had responded to somebody that said uh, that this, I think I did it on the Q and a show last night. Cause somebody said, Oh, Hey, it's being reported open challenge. And I'm like, Nope, haven't heard anything. So in case you were wondering, 
FightfulSelect.com's got you. Guys, I don't know what to tell you. Plop the $5 down. It's well worth it. Well worth it. I do a Q&A show there every single week for you guys. And I think that the one I did yesterday is maybe the best, maybe the most newsworthy that I've done so far. I've got a new method in which I collect the questions. So uh, check that out, guys. My dad left me, says, well-timed air with WWE uh, or by WWE with Sasha and Naomi. Yeah. Nerd Guru says, Bianca having this rain uh, banger after banger and all these stip matches and whatnot better lead to her, better not lead to her tapping out to Charlotte at Mania because holy cow, that'd be a shitty thing to do. Well, I mean, I, I at some point she's going to lose to Charlotte throughout her career. I don't think it'll be this upcoming year. Um, but, I mean, Charlotte's got a lot of years ahead of her, hopefully. So uh, I guess we'll see how all that goes. But uh, Bianca and Charlotte are on an even plane to me, and they're both superstars, so I got no problem with it. I don't want her to tap out of Mania, though. Bray Wyatt comes out. He says repeatedly his name is Bray Wyatt. He's here to rewrite the ending of his story, Denise. And then we see Uncle Howdy talking about how he wears a mask and how he hides from people and nobody knows who he really is. Uh, Bray Wyatt also mentioned coming from a wrestling family that was larger than life and being good wasn't good enough. He had to be great. Uh, What did you think about this? I mean, to me, this is different than the nonsensical Bray Wyatt promos that we've seen in years past where he just said shit to be saying it. To me, this is actually learning about what motivates him as a person, as a character, and as a performer. I do wonder at what point a heel wrestler would just be like, you know what would be smart if I interrupted this guy? Because they do it with everybody else, but I'm, I'm still digging this so far. I don't hate it. However, there is a lot of conversation about, you know, the Bray Wyatt thing kind of starting to get a little bit it's more of a slow burn like that's how you to best describe it it's a slow burn you're seeing you're learning more about this new version of Bray Wyatt that we're seeing every week right it's little bits here and there it's never uh it's never they never give you the entire enchilada you know it's just a little bit but um that's the thing though I feel like if they're going to do that maybe you shouldn't have these segments on every show like last night's segment on SmackDown, I didn't really think was needed. And it, Rick kind of thought it was a little pointless. They could have just done this one here. And that way, because if you have too much of stuff that nothing is really happening, nothing is really being said that's groundbreaking, people are going to start to get a little bit like, oh, well, he's just going to talk about something and I shouldn't really care because, you know, next week it'll be the exact same thing. So far, I haven't gotten that line of thinking yet, though, at least personally. And that's as somebody who... Uh, was an outspoken critic of those talking segments. I think that that works. It's worked pretty well so far. I think they just need to spread them out a little bit more. Dolfo says, love me some Sean and Denise. Thanks for all the work you do. The passion you both put in your work is contagious. Denise should act out more ads. Yes, she should. I agree. I want a bonus for that because, you know, I really have to think outside the box to do something different. And I don't have very many tools at my disposal, Sean. You are a tool, Denise. Oh, thanks. Main event time and what a freaking main event it was. Roman Reigns defeated Logan Paul. So over the past couple weeks, Shawn Michaels has talked about how they've had to teach a lot of the celebrities how to wrestle in reverse. They, They learn what they're doing in the match. And then they kind of learn the basics as they continue to go. So they taught Johnny Knoxville his spots. They weren't teaching him drop down, tackle, headlock, all that stuff. 
I don't think you can underscore enough how important Shane Helms has been to Logan Paul because it has all become cohesive and put together. And Logan Paul in the ring is just a blast to watch. And this was built on one lucky punch. This wasn't a one lucky punch thing. This, this was an ass kicking for an entire match. Logan Paul beat the shit out of Roman Reigns. Now, that being said, I do think in that happening, Omos versus Braun should have been booked differently or Brock Lesnar versus Lashley should have been booked differently uh, because Omos beat the hell out of Braun and then Braun won. Same with Lashley and Lesnar. I think you could have had more of a back and forth in the middle of the show. You could have sandwiched it with these two. But Roman Reigns ends up hitting a Superman punch and a spear, but there's a lot that happened in the middle. And some of it bordered on overbooked, but I ended up liking it. There were some incredible spots with Logan Paul. Um, He hit the Superman punch. He hit the buckshot lariat. Denise, I think the most impressed I was um, because I have, I have been in person watching people try to make similar jumps and practicing it and missing it. And I'll kind of break this down a little bit. Logan Paul was on the top rope and he has since posted the video with a cell phone in his hand and did a frog splash from the top rope to the outside through the table, hit it clean. The usual method is do an elbow drop. Why do an elbow drop? Because you can extend your body out. You can throw your elbow out a little bit further. And if you can't physically reach it, well, your elbow might connect. Your arm might connect. It's You're almost always going to end up pulling that off if you've got that level of athleticism. But Logan Paul hit this so clean. Mako says, what did you think of the five-star vlog splash? That's a brilliant name for it, too. And then he went in the ring and hit another beautiful frog splash. That was one of the best, cleanest spots like that I've ever seen. I've seen dozens of them, Denise. What did you think in that moment when when he when he first off when he's up there, but then when he hit it? I thought, holy shit, he's doing this with the cell phone. <laughs> that was my like first initial reaction. But it was that wasn't even the only moment in this match where he got a lot of air. He got top a lot thing. of yes, he was very good at doing that. But here's the thing, and this is why. Uh, and I know that you know there's people that are probably expecting you know you and I or whoever to shit on Logan Paul and this mm-hmm. and that. But I don't want to because I don't think he deserves to get shit on. I think that. He's first two matches, like they were fine. Like he had, so he'd shown enough that you can trust him to have another match, right? This one here was obviously his best one. But what I particularly like about Logan Paul is that everything he does, he brings actual intensity to it. Like he doesn't just do things all like willy nilly. No, he actually goes in and shows, like, you know, brings that energy. And you should be bringing that energy. Like, if you're going to go out there and, you know, perform and, you know, wrestle, and you, we know that wrestling is larger than life. And, and in order to get over with people, you got to have a larger than life personality. And you got to find ways to also showcase that in your wrestling and what you're doing. And I think Logan Paul did a really great job of that. Like, even his leapfrog his leapfrog is phenomenal i'm like bro you really could spread them legs like they were great um everything that he did was really nice he did though damn bro like go back like he even touched his toes (laughs) 
I don't mean that in like a weird way, but he really did. Like it was impressive. <laughs> Denise is about to ask Logan Paul to scrub the ground, guys. That's what's going to happen. I don't know what that means. I know whatever. you don't know what that means. Um. So, yeah. So I do want to put over Logan Paul in that sense. Uh, the only thing I didn't really care for was, the, and, and here's the thing. Jake Paul is a, a big star. We know that. He's. I'm ready to shit but, on Jake Paul. Listen. Okay. Okay, fine. You you take because you go first. I covered combat sports for how long? Like over a decade. Trained it, managed fighters, did commentary, covered it for over a decade. It doesn't matter what major fight happens, Denise, in the UFC and boxing celebrities. You'll always have those dumbass casuals that go rigged, fixed. First off, that is punishable by prison. By prison. It ain't happening at the highest levels. It's not worth the trouble. Um, you would ha- it would have to be like down to two people. You ain't gonna shut. Nobody is gonna be trusted to shut up enough. If you thought that Jake Paul's fights were rigged or fixed, his working punches tonight showed you they weren't because they sucked. <laughs> and his shoot punches look really good because he's trained with some some of the best people to do that. Woo. Woof. Woof. And somebody says, isn't that purists that say that, not casuals? No, it's almost always casuals that don't know the ramifications from it. But uh, those work punches look bad. But you know what? That was a minor complaint in an otherwise amazing match. Solo Sokoa also getting like an entrance for his run-in was kind of wild too. But it's a Saudi crowd. You want to add high drama. Why not? But uh, this this was a blast to watch, except for Jake Paul. Jake Paul's was a little... But if, if you want to... Hey, maybe you can get him on the same level as Jake or, or Logan, and you can do something there, because Usos versus Jake and Logan would probably be a lot of fun, too. I knew the second that Jake Paul didn't actually come out with Logan Paul, because they had said in the press conference that he was going to be in his corner and this and that. Yeah. I'm like, well, usually the corner man comes out right behind the other guy. So what the hell? So I knew that the second he didn't come out, that he was going to come out during the match and he was going to get some sort of entrance too. I was not a fan of his punches with uh, the Usos. It just looked very, very unbelievable. Uh, it didn't look believable, which was the bad part. So it kind of made the Usos kind of look a little silly. Um, but I thought, okay, well, it's Jake Paul, so I'm going to let it slide, whatever. Uh, I get the point of this whole appearance. And uh, other than that, man, everything else besides that was good. It was entertaining. Yes. I thought this was my second favorite match of the night, you know? It was incredible. It was, fine. It was great. It was, it was incredible. Uh, Caden says, Roman Logan, my match of the year, had a hoot. Van Twinblade said, did Logan Paul brother show up? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, JoJo says, Paul looks fine. He's better suited as a heel, though. I thought in this match it played off really, really well. I thought that um, him playing the baby face as somebody who couldn't believably beat Roman Reigns, but then having this type of performance worked out. I thought it, it worked out well. Raphael says, Sean popped himself with scrub the ground. I did. I did. Andrew Dawson says, Logan Paul just posted the phone video. You all will love this. Do you all see Roman Paul too? Oh, they're for sure going to do that again in the future. There's no way they don't do it again in the future, Denise. It was too much of a success. Have you seen the video yet? No, I haven't seen it. I'm going to send yet. it to you and you're going to react to it live. I, oh, live? You're going to react to it live. Oh, on the put air. me on the spot. Thanks. I don't want to uh, okay, I'm post it, on it here. 
Do I mute it? I don't care what you do. Because, oh my God, it was. Okay, hold on. Let me put it It was on. incredible. This is just unreal to oh, see. Oh, shit, what? Wait, they slow mo- Oh, fuck! <laughs> His body! It was incredible, wasn't it? Let me see this again. It's the, it's the way his body looks when he's- Hold on. Okay, that's- It's the way Roman's body looks when he's <laughs> about to land on him that gets me. Unbelievable. He looks like a, like a stiff, like he's just there, right? And then it's like, boom! Just outstanding. Uh, guys, we're ahead- we're heading down the home stretch. Get your super chats, humper chats in. Nerd Guru says CM Punk fell to his knees in an apparently well-managed target when he saw Logan Paul perfectly execute a buckshot lariat. I mean, listen, CM, CM Punk, I got to say, first off, he shouldn't have tried that. Stop. Shouldn't have tried that, but Logan Paul is in a physical prime. Physical prime. Oh, that was sad. Yeah. Uh, Sean Garner says, is Cody still the one to beat Roman? I believe so, but I mean, now there are more potential people on the horizon. You never know what could happen with Sammy, with him catching fire the way that he is. Um, it It's more open than it was when Cody was around, that much I'll say. Because I mean, Logan Paul tonight, there's some of those 2.9 counts, Denise. I was like, surely not, surely not. Bro, I fell for some of those, and I, I knew going in there, Roman Reigns had to win this match, you know? Right? But Roman did a phenomenal job with like barely getting it in there, like right in time. They sold me a ticket for sure. They absolutely did. Matt Reichel says, happy Saturday, Denise and Sean. Very good show with Bailey and Bianca, Logan and Roman. 100,000 seats total sold for both nights of Mania. Is it because of the rumor floating around? If you mean Rock Roman, I just think it's WrestleMania. They're selling tickets based on the fact that it's WrestleMania, they haven't announced anything or given any indication. And I think if you buy a ticket four months out, assuming something's going to happen without it being announced, you're working yourself into a shoot because you never know what could happen. Never you know. You need what to happen. come to LA, Sean, and for WrestleMania week. My, I probably will be. If I mean, I'll probably be doing media stuff, and if if like we have a studio set up or something that we can make happen for our post show, I think it's it's hey, possible. Studios right there on uh, SoFi. There's well, there a YouTube we studio there. Well, I mean, if they let us use it. Well, I mean, I'll we got to pay, I'm sure. I don't care. We'll pay. I don't give a damn. Okay. just Don't mind sure. at all. Don't mind at all. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. Well, because, Sean, you used the wrong graphic again. Here's my cheap-ass little graphic here. Follow me, please, on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Please, if you haven't followed me on Twitter yet, I'm 15,000 away from getting to 100K. So please, or a little bit more than 15,000, like 15,300, somewhere around there. Jesus, at one point, Sean, you can find one with my name on it, at underscore Denise Salcedo. Please help me out here at my ghetto graphic. Guys, thank you all so much. Again, uh, I know I, I tout uh, FightfulSelect.com an awful lot, but it would mean an awful lot if you all subscribed. I know some of you have been like, oh, well, I don't want to subscribe because I'll get charged again the first of the month because Patreon's weird. Not anymore. We are one of the first Patreons that has anniversary billing. So if you subscribe today, you get billed on the fifth every month. Uh, that was a change that I pushed for every month for the last four and a half years, and we were the first to get it. So uh, go check it out, guys. We have exclusive news every day, multiple times a day. Uh, we have it before almost anybody else. We break probably, I would say, over half the wrestling news in the wrestling news game. We're breaking. And we have uh, 
probably about at least 30 additional shows a month. Check it out, FightfulSelect.com. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. We're about to hit 80K on here. Denise is going to pass us soon. She's good at the algorithms. Look at her. She's blowing up. Look, I work she's, hard, Sean. Okay. I don't know about that. Okay. But until next time, guys, <laughs> we're out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.